0: Hello, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast, brought to you by Tricress. We are on a mission to make it happen for every ambitious SME on the planet. And we're doing that by delivering you fantastic, tried and tested business coaching and consulting through our app called Fuel My business. We're also doing that through a network of talented and highly experienced Tricrest partners who are on the ground business coaches and consultants. But for today, you're going to hear from real life entrepreneurs and business owners who are on all kinds of journeys, the beginning, the middle and the end. We want you to learn from this and know that you are not alone. Enjoy. welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. I am very excited to be speaking to Rory Fairburns today, who is the co-founder and CEO of One Year No Beer. I've been trying to track this man down for months. Welcome, Rory.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much for having me on, Rebecca.
0: That's an absolute pleasure. Now, before we start recording, we, we just had the briefest of chats, but already You mentioned about five or six things that I'm very keen to ask you about. Yes. Um, So uh, I have been stalking you on Facebook because you're great on Facebook. Tell me about how you uh, started One Year No Beer and how you got it out there with such great impact.
1: Awesome. Okay. So whatever you do, don't do what I did. Okay. Um, That's the first thing. Um, I'm a master of doing um, things. uh, or a failure and um hopefully some of my tips will mean that you don't have to fall down the same rabbit holes mm-hmm. um let's just start there uh, so whistle stop you know born on mull west coast of scotland um Set up my first business when I was 15 after I wrote a letter to Richard Branson when I was 14 saying, I'm going to change the world one day and I'm looking forward to having lunch with you. Fantastic. Um, but I set up my first business were 15 by the time I was 25, I'd tried five different enterprises. Um, the biggest of which employed 10 people for three years in Edinburgh. In fact, 111 George Street was where our office was.
0: We were
1: neighbors for a while. Yes, I was down in whatever that bar is below it um, often. But anyway, (laughs) um, and then um, rather sort of tail between legs, uh, back on Mull, having a pint, uh, telling people my story of all these failures. Um, Somebody said, Oh, I know where all the failed entrepreneurs go. They go to the TV program The Apprentice. Why don't you go for that? Um, So I finished my fifth pint, filled out the application form, got accepted and um, headed down for the beginning of series two of The Apprentice, only to find out that I wasn't going to go on last minute. Um, And um, they said, look, we'll fly you back to Scotland. And randomly, I bumped into an oil broker. Uh, and he got me the job as an oil broker in London. And for me, that's where two worlds collided, partying and being successful. I was very good at the partying and I was, and therefore, um, you know, I was being successful at my at my job. And I uh, started on crude oil and then set up the jet aviation desk, um, which is a desk that my company had tried with teams of guys to break into before and failed. Um, and I made the market leader in under three years. And what I really realized from there is that, um, I am really, really good at a very few amount of things. Okay. Um, and that when all the operations and all of the back office and all of that structure and process was taken away from me, I could be successful. So that was really the learning curve I had in being broking. I spent 13 years an oil broker, had created a great career out of it, but it came at a bit of cost. Um, you know a lot of whining, dining, a lot of entertaining. I never had a problem, wasn't you know, considered a problematic relationship with alcohol, wasn't carrying on drinking, wasn't pouring whiskey on my cornflakes, none of that. Um, I just thought one day, you know what, I think it's causing me more trouble than I realize. So I decided to take a break from booze and all of life got better, fitter, faster, healthier, happier, better dad, better husband. I grew my broking business. I reduced our costs, a little niggling health issues disappeared. I was like, this is the total opposite of what I thought taking a break from alcohol was you know, how can I help more people realize this? The advantages, the benefits of taking a break from booze. And that's where we came up with the idea of one year, no beer. This is a challenge. It's just a challenge, right? No stigma, no labels. This is something you could go to the pub and say, hey guys, I'm going to do this challenge. It's 90 days, no drinking. Let's all do it together. We can focus on doing a 5k or a half marathon at the end of it. And they'd be like, yeah, great. I'm in type thing, right? Because it was that peer pressure that surrounded our relationship with alcohol. So uh, we launched that back in 2016. At the core of me was having a massive impact in the world. And I thought we could do that by giving it all away for free, uh, which was my first major era. Um, in the first year, you know, we did, we spread all over the world. We had a following in India, in China, in Brazil, we had people popping up. It was like, wow, we created this for the brokers in London. And there are people in Argentina going, when are you coming here? Because we really need you. Wow. Like, this is huge. This is massive. But the impact, and and then, you know, as people were going through the program, we were getting these messages like, this has changed my life. I've got my family back. I can't believe how much this has impacted my work. I've changed my, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is the most amazing thing ever. A handwritten letter from a son saying, I've got my dad back, like, wow. And and yet this impact was being had on other people. But I think the real impact um, was actually on our on, on our wallets because um, we were giving it all away for free and it was costing a fortune. So anyway, I'm nearly there, don't worry. No, it's good, I love it. (laughs) So we we tested charging for it. Um, In fact, people said to me, Ruri, you don't have a business. You have a very expensive hobby of helping people get sober. Um, So um, we started charging for it, and it showed that people watched more videos. They engaged in more content. They had better outcomes because they had skin in the game, and all the science shows that. So that sort of gave us the platform to reinvest and relaunch, uh, in 2017. And then since then we've been growing at gangbusters. Uh, we're sort of just about to hit 90,000 members in 90 countries, Brilliant. um, which, uh, to me is absolutely a drop in the ocean. Uh, you're talking about a billion people estimated drink hazardously around the world. Gosh. Um, so we haven't even, I don't even feel like we've got the stretch going yet before we, <laughs> before we engage in, in full speed. Um, and um, yeah, we're, we're now a, you know, a team of 32 and, and um, having a, having a sizable impact on people's lives.
0: Which is phenomenal. I, I'm going to talk about your team in a minute because yeah. that's quite interesting. But what's the definition of drinking hazardously? Because a lot of people listening to this are going, yeah, I have a glass of wine every night or, you know, maybe I have two or three at the weekend or I take a few nights off during the week. What's hazardous drinking?
1: Right, well, there's a couple of things I need to frame in here. This is not mm. just, so, so, so there are two things. The biggest problem with alcohol in society today is that in order for you to not drink, you had to have a problem. So there was two definitions. There was everybody who's okay, you're okay, you're socially normal, and you can be drinking three bottles of wine a night and still going to work in the next day and you're in the okay bracket right? And well, that's sounds okay to me. I know, but, they, but there are lots of people who are doing that, Rebecca. Right. Lots. And lo- I worked with them. <laughs> Some of them more. Right. And they still perform and they're making a lot of money, and they are still successful. There are founders and CEOs, there are people in all walks of life who are drinking heavily like that. There are doctors who are drinking like that. There are, there are lots of people who are drinking very heavily. So it, what it was saying was, what society said was, you're either okay what, there's nothing to worry about, or, oh, you're one of those people. You have a problem. Oh, right. Well, you need to go over there and you should be, you know, you're going to be in recovery for the rest of your life and you're one of those people. And whenever you stop drinking, people say, oh, I didn't realize you had a problem. I.E. you're one of those people. Are you? Uh, so we were like, this is actually the problem.
0: Yeah, it is. Problem. It's very the, black and white.
1: The problem is that's not true. Um, what we need to do is we need to show people that, um, just one second, I have to calm this puppy down, which is now chewing my fingers off.
0: For our listeners, Rory has a new Dachshund sausage dog puppy, who has kept him up most of the night. Uh, so after we finish- Whose idea thing, was this? I don't know. I'm going to give him top tips for puppies. <laughs> He's a owner for many, many years. So I'll help you out with that. So no
1: good next. for my mental health and yet so bad as well in the same talk. <laughs> um, so, um, can't even remember where I was
0: and just that difference between having a problem and not having a problem
1: so so in other words so so we wanted to do away with that it doesn't matter how much you drink now there are two other parts here first of all who can we have an impact on well we've now seen this with 90,000 members in 90 countries is that if you are drinking more than three glasses of wine a week okay so say six pints a week Mm -hmm. If you're drinking more than that, which is, let's be honest, most of us are drinking more than that, then the chances are you will have a massive impact in changing your relationship with alcohol. What does a massive impact look like? Reduced, if not eliminated, anxiety. Reduced depression. Um, Lost weight. Um, Sleep better. Better than you've ever slept. Um, Clarity, energy, productivity, focus, feeling aligned to myself, right? The other day I asked into our community, hey, what one reason would you give somebody for changing your relationship with alcohol in 2020 and i came in and next it was at 500 comments 250 of them are individuals so we had to go through and remove the duplicates 200 different things like reduce blood pressure right um um uh, you know heart rate variability sleeping better as i mentioned more money you know just so many things like This is all the advantages. How are we not communicating more of this to people? So when we say, how much do I need to be drinking? Should I, shouldn't I think about changing my relationship with alcohol? The answer is yes, it doesn't matter how much you drink. Yes, you should reconsider your relationship with alcohol. What does reconsidering your relationship with alcohol look like? It's dead simple. You never need a drink, never. You don't need it to relax, you don't need it to have fun, you don't need it to unwind, you don't need it to be sociable, you don't need it to fit in, you don't need it to be happy, you don't need it to go through grief, sadness, happiness, that's the truth, you don't need it for anything. And once you have changed your relationship so that you don't need it for anything, i.e. you have actually found ways to deal with those emotions, those situations, those all of those feelings and thoughts, in a natural and healthy way, which is exactly what our program is all about, right. that will totally transform your life. And then if you want to drink, that's great. Go for it. That's what I do. I choose to drink whenever I want to drink and I have as much as I want whenever I want. I just usually choose not to have a drink. I never need it. Never need it to relax. Never need it to have fun. That is
0: a fascinating subtlety. Now, I'm my background is in NLP, Neurolinguistic programming is that have you heavily based in nlp yeah that's it's heavily based in nlp change um the modality so it's not need it's want and it suddenly changes the whole relationship Perfect, I totally get that, that's amazing.
1: It came, It came. and again, in that part is that, you know, not drinking was about deprivation and it still is. The charities are like, hey, can you not drink? Can you manage to get through not drinking for a month? Oh my God, what are you gonna do with all that boredom? It's gonna be so difficult, but don't worry, in February we can all get back to drinking again, right? deprivation, difficulty, where's my willpower going to come from? We were like, what are you talking about? What is this substance? The truth is, Google, what is alcohol? It's a colorless, flammable, volatile liquid also used as a fuel source known as ethanol. Do you see people running around craving ethanol? No, because it's in a hardware store with a skull and crossbones on, right? That's, that's, That's the truth. And so what we have to do is change our... All it is, is the psychology of our brain. It's marketing, it's peer pressure and it's social conditioning. And I think just to label this one more point is that really in the whole hand of, it doesn't matter how much you're drinking is the first thing. Mm -hmm. It's worth changing your relationship with alcohol. And also the truth of what it is, whether you agree with that or whether you don't or whether you think it brings you something or don't or whether you think it's your source of success or happiness. What I absolutely guarantee you emphatically and that's because I've never had somebody in 90,000 people in 90 countries ever tell me otherwise, is that if you go through a process of changing your relationship with alcohol, if you go for 90 days, without that you will not drink like you did before. You will not, it just won't happen. Because you're like, I mean, we've seen it. 95% of our members say they change their relationship with alcohol. 87% choose to carry on alcohol free after their challenge. These were people who are thinking, I don't know if I can do a week or what's a month. And all of a sudden here they are thinking, you know what, I'm not going back to the way I was. So, and and, and, and lastly on that piece, it's almost like, imagine that we are all in a toxic relationship with alcohol, right? We're all in that toxic relationship where we can't see the truth of the abuse, You can't, you're not being honest with yourself about the abuse that alcohol is causing you, the tiredness, the lethargy, the shortness with the kids, the distraction from work, the anxiety, the depression, the, oh my God, what did I do last night? What did I say last night? What did I put on Facebook last night? Whatever it was, we're not being truthful about all those things. But when we separate from it, that's when we see the truth and you're like, hang on a minute, that's not true. I don't want to let that back in. And and, and that's the experience that One Year No Beer wants to give to everybody. We just want to show you, hey, this is what you look like without booze in your life, and then you're in, then you're completely in charge. It's up to you. Right
0: to... then, yeah. You decide whether you want to bring it back and how much you want to bring it back, totally. or whether you want to bring it back at all. I love it, and it does. Ninety days really embeds a habit. That's yeah, very deep in neuroscience. If you do something for ninety days, you're embedding a completely new habit, and that's a top tip for anything, isn't it? So waking
1: me up in the small hours with a puppy is now a habit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant! Right, so you have a team of thirty-two. Now they're all over the world, aren't they? Because you're yes. in Cork right now, and I'm a little bit jealous about
1: that. Yes, um, I don't, I don't, I don't tend to scream about that one because obviously everyone's in different situations at the moment. Um, but during the first lockdown, uh, we were living in Scotland. Pardon me. Um, and um, you know, thankful to the business. Um, and the way the business was set up that um, last year, my father passed away. Um, and he was such a big inspirator. He was the the encourager of writing the letter to Richard Branson. In fact, mm-hmm. last year, um, I was due to go to Necker Island and um, in June and have that lunch with Richard Branson. And the guy who was organizing the whole thing was so excited to get me to sit next to Richard and FaceTime my dad, who's also called Richard, which felt like this whole amazing sort of you know realization of a dream um and sadly my dad passed and you know of course we didn't go to to Necker because of COVID.
0: Sorry to hear about the dad.
1: No, but um, he was—he. it was definitely time for him to go. He okay. was ready to go. So <laughs> all good. Um, but I was very lucky to be there with him for the last um, three weeks and caring for him and supporting him on, on his road over. And that was such an honor. But w- when we came back from that, we were like, the company is, you know, everyone's gone remote mm-hmm. and, and we're more efficient. We're more productive and remote. We've gotten to a great sync. That means we can be anywhere. Um, so I was like, why? Why am I here? and um, decided to hop over to Mallorca. Um, and um, one of the best decisions we've made uh, for us and our family. Um, and then since then, you know we were looking at hiring and based in Edinburgh, we'd tried to hire a few roles and you know we could see that there was a low number, not even a low number, but a medium number of responses to, to um, recruiting. And um, then all of a sudden, we were hiring plus minus two hours GMT. And it was a totally different kettle of fish. You have people applying from all over Europe. You know, you have hundreds and hundreds of applications. And because it was also, um, you know, the pandemic on and people's, you know, job landscape was shifting, saw some really top quality people coming through. So um, in, in all essences, going remote, and things like that have been very positive for one year, no beer.
0: Yeah, it's good. We, we have, um, our developers are in South Africa. Um, our design team are on the south coast of England. Um, our accountants are in Inverness and Dundee. <laughs> um, uh, my clients are in the US, the UK. And, yeah. you know, it, it's just so, it's great now, actually. That's one of the big upsides of the pandemic is that now you can be a truly global company even when you're tiny. Yeah. Um, and, and
1: it I, I, I think about this, about the Isle of Mull, like, why wouldn't you live on the Isle of, why wouldn't you be living on some of the, I mean, that, that's an amazing quality of life. I love Mull. Um, if you can put up with the rain, um, and, the and, and the midges um, but you know, why, you know, once we get out of the lockdowny stuff, but we're into more remote, I think we're going to see so much more of this, um, uh, which is exciting for the world.
0: It is. I, I know a chap who's trying to sell his flat in London and can't. Because people are moving out of London. Uh, I know the Outer Hebrides is going to be quite popular because it keeps appearing on travel programs. Exactly. Um, But yeah, you're absolutely right. Definitely. Okay. So yeah, I've looked at your business model and it makes perfect sense. It's really nice. I love the website. Um, Where are you going to take this?
1: Um, My favorite question. I spend all my time in vision and then the team are like, right, Now we climb him down off conquering Mars, how are we actually going to take the next step? Um, So I'm a bit of a dreamer. Um, Let's look at the the reality of what we are doing. So at the moment, we have a, a challenge that people sign up to a challenge, and then we have coaching products, get people into coaching. Uh, we've just built our wellness platform, so Live Life Better. Brilliant. If you look at the consumerism of somebody who is not uh, who is drinking and then they go through a challenge, their purchasing is absolutely, totally different, right? Mm-hmm. They start getting into hobbies because boredom is a big factor um, of, of drinking. They start getting into more wellness and health and nutrition and starting to want to eat right and all of these things and investigating things like, oh, you know, now that I'm not drinking and numbing out, Um, all the noise in my life and I'm listening to it actually I need to meditate more I'm eating you know um, I'm going to have a try a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet you know all of that stuff so so we believe that we become more of a a platform for that and one thing that we're launching in the next few weeks is that we are going to start retailing alcohol-free drinks Um, so we realized that we are creating the alcohol-free consumer, only for them to go and purchase their their product everywhere else. So we believe that will be a big part of us, but it also is in building out uh, this sort of Weight Watchers for alcohol model, which is what we've had in the in the back of our mind. So zooming right forwards now um, into that further vision, we use behaviour change technology. So that's a freemium based app. And that could be, at it, it, the moment, the focus or the niche down is in alcohol, but that's relevant in gambling, sugar, caffeine, porn, technology, whatever it is. It yeah. is, I have this habit, I have this behavior, or I have this addiction, and we want to cover all of those areas without using the A word, because then you scare away the habit change people, yeah. um, and, um, and say, okay, well, this app introduces you to community and uses behavior change technology to bring you into that world. Once we've got you into that world, then we introduce you to the wellness um, business and the lifestyle. And that's where, again, a user comes in, changes their relationship, wants to give back, becomes a moderator, becomes a coach, becomes an ambassador, starts running localized events in their area. And that's that Weight Watchers for alcohol model.
0: I love it because when you were talking right at the beginning, I thought, gosh, this is going to work for chocolate. This is going to work yeah. for burgers, like you say, sugar. all of those things that people currently use as a crutch and it is a crutch and it's a sticking plaster over what whatever it is that they're trying not to think about or avoid or whatever it happens to be and it comes in many forms and you mentioned a few there shopping being another one um all kinds of things
1: that people, it's, Well, all that a word, a compulsive behavior. It is. You can't stop, even though, you know, it, it, it causes you pain. Yeah. Um, and um, so we, we want to address all that stuff, but it's the same principles. it
0: is.
1: Um, you know, the addicted brain comes from very, very similar things. And so through my own discovery, right. There was this, yes, you're right. That alcohol was the first awareness. So what we say is alcohol is the keystone habit for most people. Right. It's such a great way of numbing out your life that you're not listening to the messages. And then once you remove that alcohol thing, then you start hearing the messages, but also it unlocks. So you get energy and clarity and purpose and all these things start to come back. And you're like, you know what? I want to eat right. I'm going to go to my personal trainer. I'm starting to focus on my diet. So it's an exponential thing. I sleep better, etc. And that's why it's that keystone habit. But the main thing it gives you is those tools to start really changing your life. So I suddenly got an awareness with those tools. I was like, look, I, I was born on an island. I spent my entire life on a boat. And here I am in a landlocked county commuting via tube into a windowless office in central London. Am I surprised that I have addictive behavior tendencies? And I'm doing a job that gives me no meaning and purpose and isn't aligned with my values. What are your values, you might say? Well, I had no idea what they were until I started that journey of removing alcohol and really going down that road. So now, if I don't look out the window of my house and see sea, then I know that I'm going, to, I'm going to feel those similar behaviors. So that's absolutely crucial to me. Probably why I moved to another island.
0: Oh, well, I was going to say, if you're brought up on an island, a little one like Mull, which is gorgeous. Yep. Um, and uh, if anybody um, ever wants to go there, when you come in on the ferry and see Tobermory, it's just, it's lovely. It's good. Balamory. Yeah, all, all, Balamory. Yeah, all the houses are painted <laughs> different colours. Yeah. Uh, and it is stunning. And actually, you can get to probably one, my favourite island, which is Iona from Mull. I you love can. Iona. Yep. It's yep. just stunning beautiful. Um, yeah it is beautiful okay right I understand that and that all makes perfect sense you're helping so many people and I agree with you I was chatting to a guy this week who started a great platform called it's mental fantastic name for a platform um and he was saying I don't know what business model to use and I, and I'm gonna put him in touch uh, with this podcast when it's released because he needs to charge because you're right people are much more invested if they paid for something rather than giving it away for free. And I think that's a top tip for all entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, there are there are a couple of bits in there. I'm pretty hard on myself, but the reality is we built raving fans um in the early days by giving it away for free. Um and yes, it cost a huge amount of money. I mean, you know, a couple of hundred grand of my own money in the first year type thing. We were just really plowing in silly amounts of money. Um, and um and, but the reality is, um, you know, we 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 helped a lot of a lot of people. Um, and so I think the other part to that is. Now, where that transpires to is that, you know, uh, in 2017, um, I sent out an email to our members, you know, hey, um, this is where we've come from, but this is where we're going, showing them the vision. Um, We really think we can have a huge impact in the world. We're looking for a six figure investor to help us seed our crowdfunding round in six months time. Do you know anybody out there? And I thought maybe I'd come into one or two emails. I came in the next day to 74 emails and we raised 1.1 million in five weeks just from our members. Um, We've now raised three and a half million. Um, I sent out an email again. uh, We're doing a quick bridging round right now. And I sent out an email on Tuesday. Um, I have 123 responses to that email of people who've pre-qualified as a potential investor of 25,000 and above, um, which is the minimum size. Um, so, So I think that the... The, the the lessons there are, and what I kind of try and say is that community is the most powerful thing in the world, as long as you are having impact with them. And if you are having impact with them, then um, you're building something, a momentum that's bigger than you. There's almost like a, not to get into the fluffy part, but there is a, there's this almost spiritual uh, movement behind this thing here. And it's seen in the members and it's seen in how much engagement they are and how we have an ability to raise and the power behind the brand and the name and and, and what we are doing, which is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's, what's great. It's way bigger than me. And, um, and uh, that's what started to get exciting, but I think it came from that free in the first place um, and going through that journey of building raving fans. Mm,
0: that's fascinating. Okay, so free in the first place and then build the community and then go from there that's really interesting there
1: are ways to build um community for free without anything right you're doing it on this podcast it doesn't really it's not free but it doesn't cost a huge amount of money to book post. it doesn't cost a huge amount of money to run a facebook group um, and um, you can do a lot with a facebook group so there are ways to build um community for mm-hmm. free uh, to start really getting traction and uh, building those fans
0: love that that's really helpful okay if your business had a personality and a character what would it be,
1: Rory? The business or me? I mean, I would be yeah. the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Tasmanian devil. What about your business? <laughs> um, oh, I wasn't ready for this one. I'm so sorry. But um, I'm just going to have to pull it out. What would... what? Um... The business would be it's my
0: question but i always ask
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just trying to think of the characteristics of the business because um ultimately at the core of the business is something so good um and um and and there is so much that is beautiful around that the doors that open the opportunities that arrive because it is genuinely at its core good um and um but um yeah so I'm gonna have to pick something or come back to it (laughs) can you ask me the question again at the end and I'll have a better prompt, prompt response.
0: what keeps you awake at night apart from the puppy
1: um most things um I'm an entrepreneur I'm incredibly passionate about um what we're trying to do here um I'm a little bit too entwined in the business in terms of impact and destiny and who I am and who the business is um and um so I feel every bump and burn and um so I would say that uh, most things <laughs> most things keep you most things in the business keep me up and I um so yeah
0: and what's the puppy called Yoda y- oh perfect name you're a Star Wars fan too
1: oh absolutely 100 oh
0: my god so not only do we both practice nlp but you we love star wars yes right okay well kindred spirits indeed uh next time (laughs) i get a dog i'm gonna call it yoda (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) love yoda he's good he's a good dude
0: so i'm gonna offer a suggestion to the character of your business yours Mm -hmm. is the force for good then
1: that's a good point yoda
0: there you
1: go you nailed it
0: yeah there you go that's
1: like the synergy in there it is yoda it is. Um, I, I, the the yes, I like that. Thank you. So, you, I'll answer that question again, just in case you decide to edit it and make me sound better. Um, but um, my character for the business would be Yoda, little, um, little but very wise baby Yoda, still in his early days, still in his early days.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, yeah that, I love that
1: so um, much. So much. You know, the great thing is, is that we've already seen Yoda at his full impact. And that's how I feel. I've I've already seen this business in ten years' time, um, and the impact that it's having, and that and and yet I'm still at the Baby Yoda. <laughs> We're at the Baby Yoda experience right now.
0: Well, isn't Baby Yoda three hundred years old already?
1: Awesome. <laughs> that's what it feels like as well. That's so relevant. You're right. Backwards through a hedge times ten.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. That's fantastic. That's a wonderful place to end the interview. Thank you so much, Rory. I really for appreciate you. your time. I know how busy you are.
1: No, thank you so much for having me on.
0: And best of luck.
1: I would just add um, my one tiny thing because I know that there are entrepreneurs and business owners that listen to this, that um, this is the one thing. This is the one thing that would give you the productivity increase, the clarity, the energy, the focus is just taking a break from booze. And if you think about doing one thing this year for your business, for your marriage, for your relationships, for your health, for your family, for yourself, this is it. Take a break from booze. Trust me.
0: Thank you for listening to our entrepreneurial journey podcast. You can find us at tricrest.com and you can find Feel My Business there too. Answer the 12 questions in less than 60 seconds and find out exactly what's happening in your business. And then even better, learn how to fix it. Did you know you can access our Tricrest partners through Feel My Business too? Just upgrade your subscription and you can get access to them in a group coaching session once a month or even one-to-one. Enjoy!